can uh, we can just start off, Jonathan. You want to introduce yourself and uh, what you what you do? Sure. Yeah, uh, I'm Jonathan Copel. I'm from Southeast Louisiana. Used to be a school teacher, but I was not down with the trans and the like rainbow community assault on kids. I was not okay with that at all. Uh, fake racism. I was not having that. I was not going to let people say that all white people are racist and all black people are victims. I mean, you just can't do these big, broad assumptions. It was out of control. So I spoke about it, said a few things about it, said I didn't like it, told a bunch of parents what was happening in the schools, end up getting canned, fired. They got rid of me. But I started a fence company not long after, uh, mm -hmm. maybe a month or two after. So I've been building fences for about 14, 15 months, I believe it's been since getting out of the teaching profession in my area by force they forced me out so i'm actually a fence builder that's what i am there you go now you you called it you called it an assault on kids what type of things were you seeing come into the schools that you you would be considering an assault well i mean it, it seemed like you know in wars they put flags when they capture a region they put their flag up you know if a country takes another mm. country they start putting their flags up in these towns and they let you know that this is their property this is their land but rainbow flags all over the place little rainbow pins rainbow this rainbow that all over the place um teachers asking about pronouns what are your preferred pronouns in the elementary schools they were showing videos on brain pop that were telling kids they could be any gender they want. If you're not sure of someone's gender, don't assume it. Call them a them, they. Call the person a they, them. Don't say he or she. If you're unsure, don't even go there for he or she. So quite, quite contrary to reality, that's what was dropping down the pipeline in the schools, mostly through teachers, uh, counselors. And this was in high school, this was happening, the junior high elementary level it was really everywhere. So that's, that's, I mean, that's what I saw. That's what parents were showing me from the schools that I, I mean, I only worked at one school. So it's not like I saw, I was not in all of the schools, but they had parents. Mm -hmm. Once they found out I was talking about some of this stuff, they said, Hey, look what's happening at my school. And they would send me pictures of posters, um, lessons, all kinds of nasty stuff. Now, um, Jonathan, for uh, the more ignorant ones, what is it, what exactly is brain pop? What is that? Yeah, so brain pop is a video program that's used. It's used really in schools all over the country, all over America, and it's educational videos. So you have these cartoon characters explaining things like photosynthesis. Maybe they're explaining things like time, how many hours are in a day. How many minutes are in an hour? How many seconds are in a minute? Stuff like that explained by cartoon characters. Very big program, huge, popular, widespread. It's in all the schools, all the little kids, elementary and um, probably middle school. They use they use Brain Pop the most. I would say that it's it's the equivalent of like educational YouTube, maybe, but that's what it is. Okay. It's an educational video program with animated characters. 
Okay, I was curious about that because when you were mentioning, I was like, okay, what is brain pop? Like, why is this a big deal? Like, is it just like a supplementary thing? But if it's something that's more like widespread where like people are actually using it in schools, that's that would be considered that would be considered kind of a big deal um, if that's like a main form um, of education. And for you, Jonathan, um, and you can obviously you can really only speak for where you were working, but was this something that you know the school district came to you and said, "Hey, you have to enforce this types of type of thing. You have to say these types of things." Like, how did that actually like impact you on a personal level, like in how you chose to teach? Well, so I was never told I had to do any kind of pronoun nonsense or accept anyone's false realities that nobody ever came to me and said that I had one student one time say that the girl wasn't, a, she's not a, she, and I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, you are you <laughs> and that's how we're going to go right. with it. All right. That was the only, you know, encounter I had. Um, I, I taught foreign language. So we have sets of pronouns that you have to use. So what happened really was when I was teaching kids would come into the classroom before and after class, they would start talking about what was happening in their other classes. And it mm. sounded just like the woke nonsense you hear on the news. And I'm, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm hearing it, you know, over time, time goes by. And then a kid says, Hey, this teacher, you know, kid comes to me and says, Hey, this teacher's pushing communism. This teacher's doing that. This I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Is this really happening in our schools? This is for real. Um, so I waited until I could get concrete evidence of stuff happening that I could really promote. And it was the brain pop. Uh, so brain pop's not like a primary, it's not curriculum. It, I think it is supplementary. That's what you would call it. But they let kids spend time on it. And they'll say, hey, kids, go watch brain pop. You have 30 mm -hmm. minutes. And then they have 30 minutes to go get indoctrinated about how to be gay, how to be queer, how to be trans, how to be less white, how to be anti-white, uh, all this other stuff. So when I saw that we were paying for subscriptions in the elementary and the middle schools, I said, this has got to stop. But I also had issues that were happening in my school, which in my school, mostly it was the fake racism. You had teachers putting up uh, defund the police posters in the classrooms. You had the, uh, you know, the BLM communist fist. That was also in the hall that I taught in and a big BLM poster in the main hallway. That was what was going on at my school. So I kind of brought up all these things at the same time. So, but nobody, nobody said I had to uh, teach X, Y, and Z. Nobody came to me and said that. Mm -hmm. What they did was when I brought up that this was happening in the classrooms, they, well, for one, parents had already brought it up. The school absolutely did nothing about it. They, they didn't care. I was told that I needed to be careful how I spoke in public. That's what I was told after kind of exposing it kind of veiled a little bit like basically like be you know be quiet or or, or try to try to maneuver around you know the obvious truth of of you know pronouns pronouns and such um but speaking of being careful uh, about how you spoke um i feel like because before we did this interview, I was watching um, one of your videos of speaking to the school board. Um, and so can you kind of like just walk us through that and like how that happened? And I guess kind of what led to you kind of getting canned in a little more detail? Yeah, so it, it started, I was seeing 
um, because you got to remember when I kind of came out on the internet or when I spoke at a school board meeting, I did that before speaking at school board meetings was cool. Now people go to school board <laughs> right. to go get clout, to go make a comedy video. I mean, people are just showing up at them like left and right. But when I went, nobody was gone. So like I had no inspiration from the internet to say, I'm going to go to a school board meeting and, you know, get on the internet and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. I just saw some stuff that I thought was disgusting. And I said, I'm not about to be in one of those work environments where I got to watch these stupid fake diversity and equity videos, these woke uh, campaigns for bathrooms. I saw that at the state level, they were already trying to go back and forth with can boys use the girls locker rooms? Should girls use the men's lock? Like it was just back and forth. So I see this and I said, you know, I need to make a very strong stance. Somebody's got to do it while we can. While this is all mm -hmm. in discussion and it's a big topic, a hot topic, a hot issue. And um, I said, I don't, I'm not going to work at a school where they're telling everybody white people are racist for being white. Like, I mean, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I, I looked at myself and I said, well, you know, nobody, everybody thinks, a lot of people think the same way I do, but they're not going to say anything. So I, I said, well, I'll be willing to say something. And I just, I looked, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, today's the day. There's a school board meeting. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show this little video. I'm going to put it on the microphone so they can hear it. And then I'm going to talk about it. And all I've got is three minutes. So I got to watch the clock and uh, I'm going to let them know that I'm, I'm never going to affirm a kid thinking that, you know, a boy thinking he's a girl or a girl thinking uh, she's a, a boy. I'm not going to affirm that. And that the school needed to really make mm -hmm. a clear, uh, statement on it because you have you'll have the two little confused kids you'll have these two kids out of three thousand and those two kids want to control the entire school because of their delusion and so i, I just i'm right. very clear that I'm, I'm not down with that and they need to do something because i'm not i'm not i will not work at a corporation or a school or anything where they they can't tell me if a boy's a boy or a girl's a girl. I'm just, I'm not going to work with dumb people. Like if you're that dumb and you can't figure out which bathroom somebody should use, which part somebody has, if you're that stupid, then I'm, I'm not going to work with you because I'm not going to bring myself down to a level of stupidity and delusion. And uh, that, that's a lot of that, you know, and the fact that I was just ticked off with the, um, just the woke, not like the woke stuff that was coming into the school through different teachers, um, just trying to push weird agendas like liberal indoctrination type stuff. I mean, they they showed uh, Joe Biden's inauguration and in math classes and biology classes. And it was like, why did you do that? Like, why would you show like, why would you waste? We have two days, three days of learning that you threw away on watching Biden's inauguration. If the kids want to watch that. They can watch it at home or in the civics class where they they all watched it in civics. So all these lib teachers, these libtard teachers were promoting Joe Biden at school. And I was sick of it. I said, this this nonsense has to end and people need to know that it's all happening. And so I just. I yeah, no. Now, the, the question I do have, though, is do you start noticing this more kind of after like summer of 2020? Or was this something that you were kind of noticing was progressing with time as you were in this as you were in the school system? So before COVID, 
you know, before COVID, it wasn't, um, it, it was political because Donald Trump was in office. So you had these lib teachers that hated Donald Trump and they let everybody know. And that was like, right. we hate Trump, like, and that's it. They're going to let you know. So that was, that was the thing. And you didn't want anybody to know you were a conservative. You didn't want anybody to know you supported Donald Trump because you got Bozo down the hall with a toilet paper roll and Donald Trump's head on it. And that's the guy teaching history. So when your coworkers are, I don't know, these militant political idea pushers in the workplace, you don't want to be on their bad side. So, I, I mean, I saw that work was political in that sense. People just hated Trump. Mm -hmm. No, you were a Trump supporter. When COVID hit, it was, um, everybody was freaking out and just acting silly because nobody knew what to do. They, some people thought they were going to die. Some people thought it was stupid. Um, but honestly, when Joe Biden got elected, it was like during COVID and when Joe Biden got elected, it got heavy, like heavy, heavy political, woke, liberal, uh, super trans, super uh, BLM type stuff. Yeah, I would say right around like the, I don't know, right after COVID hit and then right around when Joe Biden got inaugurated, it got thick in the schools because all these teachers got really bold. They were teaching from home. They were doing video classes. They were saying whatever they wanted to say. And uh, they were just, I, I don't know, being weird. And uh, right around that time, people just, everybody got weird. Yeah, because that's what I was kind of curious about. Because I've always known the school system, as far as I've been aware, and I'll be very upfront and say that I was homeschooled um, pretty much up until I went to college, uh, Connor also homeschooled. Um, but I guess what we were kind of told and taught was that, you know, the public school system is pretty liberal as a whole. Um, so it's always kind of been geared that way. Uh, so that's why I was kind of curious if there was an uptick, you know, when we had the whole summer of love and then, you know, Joe Biden gets inaugurated. Um, but I was also curious too, because when Donald Trump became president, um, and I know we all have to like think back to, I guess it was seven years ago at this point, seven years ago. Is that right? For Donald Trump, which is crazy to think about. Um, but uh, Donald Trump made it into office about seven years ago, and no one believed that he was actually going to do it. Like, I remember sitting around with my friends, and we're like, yeah, you know, this guy's kind of weird, and then suddenly he's president of the United States, and the liberal establishment, at least, just completely flips out. They freak out. They can't even believe that he made it. We can't even believe that he made it. Um, I thought Hillary, I thought Hillary Clinton was going to win, um, so I'm kind of curious if they kind of started ramping up a little bit more, even while Donald Trump was president. And it kind of seems like, at least in your area, um, it was. But I do understand that it can be different um, from state to state. Because Louisiana, is Louisiana pretty red as a whole? Or kind of blue? Or like, what's, do you know what the political makeup of it is? Yeah, it's, most people, I would say, are conservative. In the city of New Orleans, you have a lot of, um, like left-leaning people in Baton Rouge, the capital, you got a lot of left-leaning people in Shreveport, which is the bigger city in the Northwest. That is um, probably, I would say, more left-leaning. And those three main left-leaning places are also like the most dangerous parts of America as well. New Orleans is the murder capital of the United States. And we've had over 700 cars stolen just this year. It's probably 800 or 900 by now because it's already 
<coughs> February 6th. And we had God. over 700 just by the end of January carjackings in New Orleans alone. Uh, leftist policies, leftist policing, like all of that stuff. So super left in the main cities, but the majority of people in the state are what I would consider conservative, right-leaning, red people. But we got a Democrat governor. So it makes things really right. It makes things really interesting. But um, even in a state like Louisiana, you get liberal education system, you get liberal college system, you get liberal, um, everything run by the government, almost everything run by the government, super lib. Why do you think that is? Um, because I don't know. I don't know. It's just here. It's the way it is. It's just the way it is. A lot of corrupt people, they get their hands on some money, they get their hands on some power. And uh, they just kind of go wherever the money's at. They go wherever they're told to go. Um, honestly, a lot of people are extorted, meaning they do stuff, they get caught, and then it's held against them for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if y'all saw the movie. Um, the, there's a scene where Rudy Giuliani's in the movie Borat, and he's like about to take his pants off. And it's like this undercover Project Veritas style video. Even a guy like him does some questionable things. So in my state, they got people that have been caught with prostitutes, you name it, Republicans, okay? Mm -hmm. so they get extorted to do a lot of things, and that's just, that happens all the time. So it's, you know, it's, hey, uh, do this, or I'm going to release this video of you being indecent or some nonsense. So that's uh, that's one of the factors at play, that's, you know, for sure. Um, but the people in high power, left-leaning, super left. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting um, because you were kind of talking about the story and I feel like most of the parents were kind of on board with what you were saying. Like everyone was like, yeah, this this makes sense. Right. Is, is that kind of the vibe that you got overall? Yeah, most people in general would tell you that a boy's a boy and a girl's a girl. And in the school system, almost all the parents agree with that. And then you know, most of the parents in my area don't think that all the white kids are racist and the white teachers are racist. They don't think that all the black kids are disadvantaged and not able to achieve greatness. Like people don't really think like that. So a lot of people did agree with what I said because, I mean, I just spoke common sense and most people have common sense. The people in charge, they happen to be very dumb. Uh, they lack common sense. I don't know how they get in charge. They just... They're maybe so egocentric and narcissistic that they can just pump the, themselves up to those positions and sell themselves to everyone. But yeah, the majority of people were totally on board. Right. And that's and that's what I thought is that you have I think most people on the ground are like, yeah, like you're right. A boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. But I really think it's more the people on top that are really pushing this and almost kind of this fear mongering situation when if most of us actually took the time to speak up, we'd find that probably a majority of people um, agree with what you said. It's common sense um, that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl and you are inherently racist just because you have a light skin tone. Um, I was actually thinking about this today, um, this idea that I feel like 
I feel like maybe we think, okay, the country's kind of split half and half. But I think if you actually had an experiment where you actually asked people that would normally be like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with transgender ideology. If you took away that social pressure, I guarantee you that uh, in the core of them, they know and they would readily admit that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. They're just so scared to say it because of that social pressure, um, which is why I think it's important that you do that you did go off into that school board and you did do that even though you weren't chasing that clout I, apparently it blew up anyway um and you and then you kind of encouraged more people uh to speak out and so now those videos are are pretty well known i guess and that's that's a good thing um even if there might be some some worse motives going on there but but kind of going off a little bit into your story again so you speak at the school board once all right so you speak at the school board what happens after that like like does it blow up or like do you is that the last one like what exactly happened what's really cool about this is because i was fired and it was a wrongful termination i filed a federal lawsuit so i actually had to i took this was you know i took a lot of time to make a timeline of all the events that happened how it happened what happened uh i even actually I was wearing a, um, I got this like fly coming in here. I don't know where he came from. <laughs> um, so I made this really good timeline of everything, very detailed. And what was funny is that the first time I spoke at a school board meeting, the yeah, I didn't put the video on the internet. It was just, they have an archive on YouTube. It was there. I didn't mm-hmm. really think, but I said, man, this, I was like, this is like, pretty big stuff. Like if some parents see this, they're going to probably put it on the internet. Well, the very next day I'm called into the principal's office during my break time, <laughs> which is, it's not break. It's like your planning period, but you use it to like catch up, uh, grade stuff, plan, whatever. And so the only time during the day where you have no students, I'm called into the principal's office to talk about what I was talking about at the school board meeting. And I was like, you know, I don't understand what this has to do with my principal. Like I was at the school board meeting addressing the school board members. It has nothing to do with you. Um, you don't do your job, so you go to the school board. Like I don't see like why he got his feelings hurt. He wants he wanted me to come to him. I'm like, dude, you know about this. The parents have talked to you about this. You're doing nothing. Um, brain pop doesn't happen at the high schools. It happens at the elementary schools. That was the main thing I focused on during that speech. And. Mm-hmm. You know, the superintendent says, well, I don't even know what brain pop is. I'm like, dude, y'all are approving thousands of dollars for subscriptions for this. So the principal calls me in and he's like, look, be careful what you're saying. People are watching you. There's a target on your back. And it's like this intimidating kind of meeting. And I'm like, what the hell? So I go back to my class. I don't know. I speak at another school board meeting not long after. The same thing. You know, I get called into the office. They kind of like shake me down, if you would, to, like, hey, you shouldn't be going to the school board meetings. How's it working for you? They don't do nothing. You shouldn't even go to them. And at this point, you know, I'm recording everything. So these suckers are like so busted because they were just being jerks, breaking all kinds of laws. So I'm like, man, you know, I, if I want to go to a school board meeting, I can go to the school board meeting. It's open to the public. I am the public. Like I, I pay taxes. You pay taxes. Like we are the public. So you can't really tell me I can't go to the school board meeting. So I just started mm-hmm. getting like, I got watched at work a lot. I was under a crazy microscope for everything. Um, the superintendent was on my behind. 
he was calling the principal, asking the principal to like investigate me, see what I'm up to, see what I'm doing. Um, but by the time I spoke at the second school board meeting, the video kind of went viral from the first school board meeting. So that, that really upset, um, I think it upset the superintendent and assistant superintendent and a bunch of people at the school board level because it made parents start calling and saying, hey, why do we have brain pop? Why is this teacher? Yeah, I have a teacher with the rainbow flag and telling the kids about the pronouns and this and that. And, uh, so I'm going to interrupt you for one second. So your second school board meeting, was it uh, your, your second school board speech, was that very similar to your first one? Because it seemed like, okay, that's what I'm trying to figure out, because it seemed like your second one, you're kind of telling us that it prompted a little bit more action. So what, and we'll, we'll make sure that we link these, so we won't make you go through the entire thing, but kind of just give us a summary of like why that one had parents calling. Well, the... The first video, the first speech went viral by the time I went to the second school board meeting. So the like the second school board meeting was more focused on what's happening at my school. They had a lady mm. with defund police in her classroom and the principal made fun of a kid because his dad is a cop and the kid's like, hey, I don't, I don't mm. like this BLM defund the police propaganda. And the principal takes him out in front of everybody and says, well, you have to accept this. You know, you got to see things from other people's perspective and this is a good thing. Okay, whatever. So we bring that up at the school board meeting. Um, some parents showed up and they talked about how when their daughter said she didn't like BLM, she got a, a worse grade. She got a D on her paper when she was a straight A student in all the other classes. And so she was targeted. Wow. Had, um, the parents of the kid whose dad is a cop, the cop showed up, the mom showed up and they gave you know, they're like, hey, we talked to the principal, we talked to the superintendent, y'all still torturing our kids with this nonsense. And we've done what we can. And this is why we're here spewing it out to the public because nothing's being done. Y'all aren't fixing the situation. You're mm -hmm. treating our kids like they're bad people. So that was the second meeting was more focused at kind of my school um, and what was going down. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So go ahead and continue on then. So you, you do this, you do the second speech. What kind of happens after that? Yeah. So the principal, he was mad because it, you know, it had to do with his school and he tells me he doesn't know what BLM is. Um, all this is, you know, it's all recorded. I don't believe that for some reason. I don't believe yeah. that. No, of course not. There was nobody. <laughs> I don't, you couldn't exist in America without knowing would be, and I was like, did you know that not only is it a fake organization, it's a Marxist group run by Marxists, claimed to be Marxist and communist. And you, you know all about that because you are an ex-history teacher. I think he was a history teacher. Um, I think so. Don't quote me on that. But I mean, he's okay. a smart guy. Not, he's not like a dummy. The guy's a, he's a smart man. You know, you don't run a, a school for a really long time and, and work in that system, you know, because you don't know stuff. Like the man knew stuff. So he, he didn't really, he's like, I don't know what BLM means. And it's, a, you know, it's a social group, whatever. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So they were just hounding me about it, you know, giving me a hard time because I went to the school board meeting. And at that point, I kind of said, yeah, if they didn't fire me, they're not going to fire me because I feel like they would have done it by now. So I thought they were just respecting my rights. They knew about the First Amendment. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't break any policy. 
So they had to be respecting me. All the, mind you, this is during COVID, during you have to wear a mask. And I'm the only teacher, I want to say of the thousands of school board employees, I'm probably the only person that had an actual bona fide mask exemption that they granted a medical exemption that I had approved by a doctor, the school board signed off and they filed. Mm -hmm. So this whole time, some of these people, you know, I can't say for sure, but I would assume that a few people hated me because I'm the guy walking around without a mask on during this COVID time where everybody's saying, you have to wear a mask, you're going to die, you're going to kill everybody and whatever other garbage they said. And so I'm not wearing a mask. I got this medical exemption, you know, it was approved and it followed all the CDC guidelines. And um, yeah, I think I was, I just was, I was targeted at the beginning of the year. I was considered a Trumper for not wearing a mask. Principal said that in the meeting with a bunch of teachers. If you don't wear a mask, you Trumpers, uh, just because Trump says it, you know, guys, stop, you know, just try. He just went off on Trump. Like, for no, I'm like, how does not wearing a mask make me a Trump uh, supporter, Trump follower? Yeah. And, Especially uh, with Trump advocating for people to take the vaccine since it was started, it was created under his administration. Yeah. I, I just, I, I couldn't put this all together. It just made no sense. So yeah, that second meeting, I just went back to teaching. Um, I don't let's see, nothing really spectacular happened after that second meeting, other than we were told to ration our water bottles at the school because they weren't allowed to use the water fountains. And I'm like, I'll have no part in rationing water for kids. Do you know, wait, this is so random, but why? Like why would why why are they rationing water bottles? Like what's the point? They shut the water fountains down because water fountains spread COVID. I guess according to some. Oh, sorry. I I I'm, I'm all the trauma now is coming back of COVID and all the weird, strange yeah. things that we did. My apologies. Yeah. So they shut the water fountains down. And they had water bottles, but they were like the little tight the minis, <laughs> the mini water bottles, and. I'm like, these kids are running around. They're not drinking anything all day. And six ounces of water is supposed to hydrate them. Are you joking? I, I well, not... Also, they're wearing a mask as well. Like, that's another thing. Like, I, so one time, one time I tried to work out with a mask on. Horrible. It was so bad. Like, I kept, like, inhaling the mask. So I can't imagine, like, having the mask on and then having, like, a tiny amount of water rationed to you like that's kind of asking for a little bit of a medical mishap yeah, it was it was dumb and so when the lady told me one of the administrators said you know ration the water bottles uh, i'm like well, can i just give them more i was like no we only have so many i contacted the local senator i'm like hey can you just like y'all do for the hurricane just get us a bunch of water so we can give them to the kids because we have to ration here's the emails Next thing you know, like 30 minutes after I emailed the senator, because I knew the guy, I'm called into the principal's office to be fussed at for trying to get the school more water. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, for one, y'all acted dumb, not giving kids water. So I'm being told that I can't give a kid a second water bottle by you guys, the ones in charge. So I go to the government to ask for more water on behalf of the kids. Sure enough. The superintendent gets contacted and, oh, look, we've got as much water as they want. Give them all the water. Don't ration the water. All of a sudden, everything's fine. But then I get scolded um, for asking for more water. 
after being told well word travels fast though like it obviously worked like that happened fast like you contacted a senator and then and then before you knew it they were giving you a hard time but the kids got the water so something something's working yeah it's unbelievable It's, it's so stupid looking looking back at how dumb these grown human beings acted I mean, it's just so dumb, so stupid. Oh, we can't get more water. Like, are you joking? One phone call, water for everyone, (laughs) water for everybody. I mean, it was so stupid. Um, Yeah. We're in the United States of America. Like it, it, it is a little bit, it is a little bit odd that I'm hearing about water rationing. Um, That is a little bit, Yeah, it's a little perplexing. It's not like a desert. I mean, the state of Louisiana is water everywhere. It just, it was so stupid. So that really ticked them off. Um, not having to wear the mask that ticked them off. Cause I was free. I was the free bird, you know, living in freedom. And, uh, yeah, they were, they were just, I just think the, the general mood, the vibe was they were just ticked off at me for wanting to improve the school system and make the experience better for students. And so I, I felt like I was harassed because I was always in the principal's office or always being, talked to or looked at or checked on and i was like geez i'm trying to do my job here you guys need to grow just up trying to teach spanish just trying to teach spanish that was it and um yeah that's that's uh and then that we went on to summer summer break but right before summer you know the principal had to pull some petty nonsense where we're called up he has to sign off on a checklist of things you're supposed to do to close out the year in your room and all this other stuff. And I'm not wearing a mask because I'm not having to wear a mask. And he's sitting there talking to people with no mask on. They're not wearing a mask. And, you know, he's calling us by name to go to his table where he was at a hundred feet away from everybody uh, to sign off on the paper. And again, he's, you know, talking to people with his mask down, drinking water, eating, talking, no mask on down below his chin while he's talking with people. And uh, of course, when he gets to doing the the paper where you got to sign it, he puts the mask on and I go up with no mask on. And he tells me in front of the group of people, he's like, Hey, no, you got to have a mask on. And he calls the next person. And I'm like, geez, dude, like I've got the exemption all year long. It just, it was so stupid. So I put the mask on so he could sign the paper and I left. But before I left, he asked me if I had been, uh, this was so dumb. If I had been messaging kids on the internet, I'm like, what? Yeah, we got some rumors that you've been uh, um, talking to kids online. I go like, like no, like if you guys need to, y'all can audit my uh, my messages. Or I'm sure the kids would have shown you the messages. Obviously, you know, because if I was messaging them, they would have the messages in their inboxes or texts or whatever. Right. And I'm, I'm like, obviously, in, in the school system, before you can accuse a teacher of something like that, you have to have it has to be founded on some sort of factual something. It can't just be a, mm-hmm. um, it's a violation of the con, like we have a contract. And, and so anyways, I'm like, no, well, we got rumors and this and that. And by the way, here's the uh, online communication policy. And I don't want you getting fired. And I'm like, well, for one, sir, I don't talk to kids on the internet. That's uh, weird. I'm a teacher. And I mean, I have a massive online social media platform. A lot of people see my information. I do news interviews. I'm on TV, this and that, but I'm not sending messages Mm -hmm. to kids. So just, you know, don't even, you know, no worries there. All good. 
he hands me the thing and I leave. Just more intimidation, harassment, kind of weird stuff. The summer goes on. I go to some turning point event, went to some other event, come back. And I'm next thing you know, I'm getting fired on the first day of school. They fired you on the first day of school. Back, yeah, after summer break. Kind of I'm just like curiosity. Like, did they like call you into the principal's office or like? It was funny. The state of Louisiana was so interesting. There was no mask mandate in the summer. It didn't apply to me because I was exempt. But they put it back in place on like a, you know, it was to go into effect on a Thursday, like a Wednesday or a Thursday. Let's just let's just say Wednesday. I don't have the exact days, but they said, all right, you're gonna have to wear a mask again everywhere on Wednesday. Until Wednesday, it's completely voluntary. We went back to work on Tuesday under the voluntary mass day um, where you don't have, like, according to the governor, you don't have to wear a mask on Tuesday because Tuesday's okay, but Wednesday's, you know, the law. I'm exempt. doesn't apply to me. I don't have to follow this nonsense. Um, I go to work, no mask on. Other teachers, plenty of people not wearing a mask. We go to this breakfast. It's it's a teacher day, so there's no kids. It's teacher day, go to the breakfast room. I go to get my eggs and bacon and sausage, and everybody's in the cafeteria with no mask on eating. It's like 200 teachers, hundreds of teachers, no mask. There's, you know, a lady gets up to go get coffee. She's not wearing a mask. I go in there, no mask on, just like the other hundreds of people in the room. Not that I would wear a mask because I was exempt. They wear one the, the previous year. I only wore one when the principal forced me to wear one uh, because he was just being a jerk, whatever. But I get pulled out of the cafeteria by the principal, okay? And I'm told that, you know, am I going to wear a mask? And I said, like, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. Do you have a mask? I said, no, I do not. I've actually, I've actually never purchased a mask. Like, I'm probably one of the few. I never bought one. I never bought a box. I never spent, I never spent a dime. I did not contribute to that economy of mask making. So he reaches in his pocket and he hands me a paper and he's like, you're going to have a hearing on this day. It's about your, it's about your job. Um, you need to go home. You kicked off a of campus, uh, whatever. I said, am I fired? What is this? And he goes, no, you're not fired, but you're having a meeting about your job and it's on this day and call these people because if you want representation, this is the only person that can represent you. It's the union. And I'm going, wait, so these people premeditated that they were going to fire me before I even showed up to work um, over something that they're not allowed to legally fire me for, which is something that they accommodated me for. And now all of a sudden they're not accommodating me for it. And then I had I had some hearings and I actually ended up recording. I recorded everything. I mean, I had a camera. I posted some of the videos on my Instagram page. Um, I might put out some more. Who knows? But, you know, some people said, Jonathan, you making this up? I was like, actually, I'm really not. I have it all on video. I got the audio, the video to prove it. It was really silly the way people acted. Um, but, it, you know, it ended up to me losing a career in teaching and losing out on all the benefits, everything else, um, and being unable to ever teach again in my region, ever. So it's oh. it's kind of an um, interesting thing. So I'm, I'm excited to see where this lawsuit goes um, in the near future, because what they, what they did was, I think, pretty messed up. And I, I believe a lot of people are going to agree with me um, that it was pretty messed up. After, yeah. uh, after speaking out the 
at the uh, conferences, did you find did you find any allies within the school system? Any teachers that were in agreement with you that would back you up? Yeah, yeah. People came up to me and they would always like whisper or come when nobody was around. They like, hey, I, I also, am just, you know, I'm like you too. I just I don't want anybody to know. I'm like, all right, great, awesome. Keep staying in the shadows. A lot of people like that tons of people but they know in the school system if you you know speak up or speak out you're gonna get fired if you uh have a if you see problems you want to fix them and you suggest a solution to the problem you could get fired so there's there's a lot of um fear in the profession so no no other mm -hmm. teachers uh stood up with you and and spoke in a, in a similar manner uh it sounds like you probably had parents uh, no parents well one lady school board yeah one lady was a that was a parent uh also happened to be a teacher at another school okay. but she's now in real estate she doesn't teach anymore so mm. i'm sure there's a reason for that that she's not in the profession any longer so maybe maybe um, some of the same reasons why you're building fences now <laughs> yeah yeah, I, have no, I don't know her specific situation but yeah she's not in it anymore but she was also a teacher and um, yeah, no, nobody wanted to open their mouth because they saw they saw what happened to me and they didn't want that to happen to them. Okay. Now you mentioned this lawsuit. So when when did that first start? What made you decide that you were going to sue them? Well, the minute I thought that they were going to fire me from the first day they called me a Trumper and gave me a, issues with my mask uh, exemption, I said, all right, if these people fire me, I hope they don't, but if they do fire me, I'm going to lay down the law and I'm going to, I'm going to fight it. I'm not going to just take it. I'm not going to go cry in a corner. I'm going to fight it because I'm not doing anything illegal. And these clowns are harassing me for being a conservative, for being basically just for being a Republican outside of the workplace. Cause I never did anything political at work, like ever, never once, mm -hmm. never gave any speech at work, never tried to indoctrinate kids. Um, so, but once they fired me, I'd say within, within 30 days, I had filed a lawsuit, like a okay. 49, it's either 39 or 49 pages. I can't remember the exact amount of, uh, facts just immediately after they fired me. I said, yeah, I'm going to fight this. This is wrong. They said that I don't have the right to free speech. They said that I can't go to meetings. They told me I can't vote in an election. They banned me from school board property. Uh, they said I couldn't show up to vote uh, without their permission, which is like felony. You can't, you can't prevent somebody from voting in an election like at all. You can't do that to any citizen. So they did all kinds of weird stuff like that. They tried to not fire me after they said they were going to fire me when they realized I was probably going to sue them. Because first they said, you don't have a medical exemption. Then they, they, they said, oh my God, I forgot. You do have a medical exemption. Uh, oops, sorry, Jonathan. I'm like, yeah, you already harassed and discriminated against me and forced me to do this and that and, and kicked me off of campus and humiliated me in front of like two, 300 people. Like, yeah, like all of us, oh, now I can have my job back. Now I can, um, if I, if, if, if I just forget about everything. But then what was funny was, they didn't just say like, come back to, they said, come back to work, forget about it. You know, don't worry about it. Stop talking to people. You know, everything will be fine. I'm trying to help you. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I've just been discriminated against, harassed. Um, 
what about all of this stuff? And, and, and wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me this in some secret meeting outside of procedures? Like they, they have a procedure when you're firing somebody, it's two meetings. They had a little side meeting, just unofficial, where I didn't have any representation. It was off the record. I was recording it, like so you know they can go kick rocks. And I actually I posted that on the internet too, where they they said you know you can come back, but you got to get a new exemption. Yeah, so wear a mask. You're not supposed to wear a mask, but we want you to wear a mask until you can prove that you don't wear a mask. I'm like, buddy, I already did this. I got the doctor's <laughs> note. You're supposed to accommodate me. That's like telling a crippled person you can't use your wheelchair. Come to school. Yeah. Walk, walk to school. We know you need a wheelchair, but walk, walk to school until you can prove that you need your wheelchair again. It's all, it's all the ADA, Americans Disability Act. It's all there. It's the same thing. Them discriminating me versus discriminating against the person in a wheelchair. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. So I'm like, what, are you, what is wrong with you psycho people? Now you're telling me I can come back, but wear a mask. Your medical exemption, uh, you need a new one. He, he made up. There was no policy that said I had to prove that I was crippled twice in my breathing, but to have a breathing disability. Um, people that know me, they they hear it, they they see it. You know, you spend enough time with me, you'll notice it. But you know, they basically just said, "Yeah, yeah, you're disabled, like whatever." But I uh, go prove it again. But if you want to come back, you know, drop everything, put the mask back on, um, and then we'll just drop. We'll forget about this ever happened. I'm like, this is some shady Italian mafia stuff, and I'm not going to get involved in it. I'm going to follow the procedure. I'm going to have the union uh, be my representation, and we're going to do everything by the book. And then they just kept putting their foot in their mouth even further and further and further. Um, they took my videos from Instagram. They like, you can't shoot guns. I'm like, I'm an American. I can shoot guns if I want to shoot guns. Um, they, they did so many stupid things that I really think it's going to go very bad for them when we finally do go to trial. I mean, it's going to go so bad for these people because it is the most anti-American, anti-free speech, total classic civil rights discrimination, making fun of a handicapped person for being disabled. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's absolutely crazy. But I, I filed that sucker as fast as possible because I said, we need to get this started. I'm going to fight these fools. And um, I'm not going to go out quietly. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to go out uh, fighting. And that's that's what we're doing, challenging these people in court. When's the uh, first court date? So we're actually on our second court date. The first one was supposed to be in December. They've delayed the case. They're not giving us the evidence we're asking for. All of this is uh, in the public filings. Uh, the new court date is in August of this year. So August of 2023, that's going to be great. I'm excited. Um, so between now and then, this whole thing will be finished, I'm hoping. Yeah, that sounds now that sounds great. I mean, overall, and here's, here's the thing, cause I work in communications. And so as you're telling the story, like I'm kind of coming at this from a purely, I'm going to go apolitical with it and just be like, this communications team is a complete disaster. Like it's so disorganized, kind of like you said, like they put their foot in their mouth. Um, cause again, I have some experience in this. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Like it doesn't make none of it makes a ton of sense in the first place. So one thing I have learned from schools uh, in general, uh, and even the schools in North Carolina is that their communications um, areas suck. 
um it's it's really really bad but that's a that's the that's the non uh that's the non-political note um of that but we're we're excited about the court date and it seems yeah. like it seems like you were very smart though in that you you made sure that you recorded everything and that you have all your evidence and all your ducks in a row and so we hope that you'll be able to get hopefully you'll be able to get your livelihood back because i feel like because you were kind of talking about you know how these teachers and hushed tones are like you know yeah we agree with you but we don't want to say anything and the reason why they were doing that was because they saw what was happening to you and what they were doing but if you're able to win this case and basically show them like no you can speak up um, hopefully it'll give them some of that courage to be able to actually start speaking out um that'd be the hope and the dream it will it will and so my my thing is when i win the case Anytime an administrator or superintendent comes to discriminate against somebody because they they went to church and said something they believe, marriage is a man and a woman. Well, if the administrator and the principals start going after people for what they do in their personal life and attacking them for, I mean, that's like, it, I mean, it's the, it's the standards are so double. All right, so you can go be gay and work anywhere. Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. But a conservative person or a, let's just say the worst, most discriminated person in the world, a conservative white Christian male, a conservative white Christian male, okay, straight, not homosexual, is uh, at an event with that person's family and says, hey, I believe in uh, marriage as a man and a woman. Somehow that gets back to the school. They're threatening to fire him because he's not diverse enough. He's not uh, inclusive enough. And he all of a sudden, somehow he hates the gays. And it's not the guy never even said anything about hating the gays. He just said, well, he believes marriages. So teachers don't even feel like they can express themselves because they fear, okay, they fear that they're going to be fired. But, you know, people who are maybe gay, they don't fear getting fired. Or these woke trans teachers, they don't care about getting fired they they're protected class in my opinion and nobody really it's, cares it's more than do. that though it's more than that it's like they like they can have a flag up in there it's not only that, that it's okay that they're gay or that they're or that they're trans it's that they can put the flags everywhere um you know if you're a christian you really can't do that like having a bible you really can't do that I like it's it. it's almost glorifying sin and then shaming any sort of like moral principle that might actually be good to teach. Um, but I'm of the belief though, like I'm, I'm kind of the same as you in the workplace. I really believe that like, I just need, I just want to do my job. I don't care about the politics. I just, you know, when it comes to teachers, like, you know, just teach the math, right? Teach the math, you know, teach the biology, um, teach the Spanish, <laughs> um, you know, very simple things that, I don't feel like you have to inject politics into. Yeah, no, I just keep it to work. And uh, yeah, I don't know why workplaces are becoming these like, uh, it's like these hubs for people to express themselves, like express yourself in your house. Like, if you want to go party on the weekend, like express yourself at the party. Like, I don't know why people feel they have to be validated at the workplace. Like people are such soft snowflake uh I don't know the, the best word. They're just they're just wimpy. People are wimpy today, and they have to be constantly validated just to, I don't know, exist. 
I, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. People are very soft these days, and um, it's sad because they're ruining the work environment. Everything's getting woke and weird. You can't have woke without weird, and it's just weird and nasty. It's all of that, all of the above. And it's odd, though, and I think what makes the school uh, interesting is that it's not just validation in the workplace. When you're in the school, you're asking for validation from children. Like, think about how odd that is. Oh, they're creepy, borderline pedophiles. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah, it is. It is very, very creepy, especially not just to be validated for, you know, uh, let's say uh, I have a picture of me. I'm a teacher. I have a picture of me fishing. Um, you know, a kid validates, oh, looks like you're a good fisher. I don't know. I'm just making something up. But that's one thing. It's another yeah. thing to be like, I'm going to validate. I need this five-year-old to validate who I want to sleep with and who I'm attracted to. Like, is it? That's pretty sick. Like when you just think about it 100%. and you say it in plain language. A hundred percent. And that, the other thing is you think about this. When in a civilized American society has it been normal for an adult to get around, you know, 30, let's just say in a, in a given day, 70 teenagers or children, younger children, and just start telling all those kids all the personal intricate details of their life? Like, when the heck was that like a normal thing? In fact, if you ever saw an adult befriending kids and trying to see uh, how they could get close to children, that was always frowned upon, like something's weird. This is not normal. It's not normal for you to try to become best friends with little kids. Yeah. Not normal at all. Like that is weird. And so the teaching profession is, is becoming that, you know, these dumb teachers are, I can't wait to come out to my class. Why? Like keep it to yourself. Nobody cares. <laughs> like mind your own business and let them mind theirs. Nobody, they never asked you about coming out the closet and all this other stuff. So yeah, I don't understand what's going on. It's just really weird. It's not normal. None of it's normal. The news, the media wants to tell us it's normal, but it's really not. And uh, none of it's allowed. When you look at the handbooks and the school teacher policies and ethics, all the stuff that these teachers are doing uh, around the country, most of the time violates all those handbooks because they're they're just violating the heck out of policies that were put in place originally to protect teachers and protect kids but now none of that matters it's all out the window they're just getting away with it i guess where like people are too scared to actually enforce those policies um which just i just goes to show you and i appreciate what ron DeSantis does in florida with all his laws and all the things that he's doing but you know uh a people a people that's this morally twisted shouldn't need <laughs> i don't understand why we have so many laws like the fact that we have so many laws just proves how twisted um our society has become um that we feel like we even need we even need to do that um but kind of kind of just starting to wrap us up here a little bit so we know that you're you're now into the fence uh into the fence world um but what else are you are you doing because i know that this is something that you obviously care about you're here talking with us you're you're filing this lawsuit um you also made us aware that you that you do like instagram live videos <laughs> um as well um Kind of just tell us, you know, what you're up to today um, and how you're kind of trying to impact, you know, the conservative movement. Yeah, so I've been I've been at all the 
not all of them, but I've been at some of the more popular conservative events and I've gotten to network and meet a lot of other conservative people. And so I've used for the, I don't know, the past year or so, maybe two years, I've used my social media to share relevant, very relevant stuff uh, around education, kids, libraries, schools, um, pop culture, weird stuff that's happening, some cool stuff that's happening. But I've um, I've built a following and just just started sharing my take on things happening, right? And that's some stuff goes viral, some stuff doesn't. I really don't care whether it goes viral or not. I just put it out there. Um, but I think right now the biggest thing with the whole conservative movement, everybody says the movement. You hear them say, uh, "This one's part of the movement." I'm with the movement. There's, I don't know if it's. I guess there's a, there's a movement of people who want freedom, but the conservative movement needs some help because they're all disorder, like they're very disunified. There's a lot of smack talk. Uh, this one hates this one. This one wants to fight this one for clout. They know if they post a video, they can raise a million dollars for this guy. You know, um, what was it? David Crowder and Candace Owens going back and forth over some nonsense. Well, David Crowder, he gets millions oh, of Stephen dollars. Crowder. Steven, I'm Steven sorry. And, uh, yeah, no, I was like, I was like, I recognize the last name, just not Crowder, the first yeah. name. I'm sorry. Steven Crowder, he raises millions of dollars. Candace raises millions of dollars. They fight each other, whatever. Both of them raise a hundred million dollars or something like that. So for them, it, it's great. Um, it just, it creates these weird little sects of people that hate each other within the conservative organization. You don't see this on the Democrat side where they just start ripping into each other and destroying each other. It's kind of weird. But um, yeah, the conservative movement, it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of, it's just a lot of disunity and a lot of shade that gets thrown at everybody for good reason, for good reason. Um, nobody likes a scammer. They had the stripper, what was her name? Kim Classic, whatever, trying to yeah, Kimberly. money. Yeah, Kimberly, the, the stripper. So, I mean, yeah. hey, like now, thanks to Candace Owens, throwing the shade, we found out that Kimberly was scamming people and she was a stripper. Like, whatever. Well, there's um, also, we also have George Santos now, right? Where he was like, he was like a drag queen at one point. I didn't know, I, I didn't know anything about, I still don't really know about him other than he's a drag queen. I didn't even know he was a concern. I don't know much about him either. Yeah, I, I, I would have never known. I just saw some drag queen stuff and then him. So do you think, uh, Jonathan, if hypothetically you go through this case, you win, they give you your, the option to have your job back. Do you go back to work at the same school, same region? Do you go to a different region or do you keep building fences? Uh, I really don't want to move to a different place. I kind of like where I'm living. I strategically chose where I bought my first house and where I was working. It would be tough to go back into work with the same administration in place within the school system and the, and the, um, we have some new school board members, but like with the same superintendent, same administrators, uh, it'd be, it'd be really difficult to feel comfortable working in my district. It would be very, very uncomfortable. Um, maybe a couple of years down the road, get back in, mm -hmm. you know, but for now I'm just building fences and trying to just make money, save it, invest it, be smart. But I, I don't know. I can't. I can't see myself jumping into school like next school year. I mean, it's the same people that mm -hmm. hate my guts and told it to me to my face. 
So I, I, there's like, I don't, I don't know how that would go. Then they might try to fire me for something else. Like, oh, he forgot to turn in his lesson plan on time for week seven. And that's a fireable offense, according to the handbook. And uh, we're going to fire him for that. So that that's like the stuff that I think would happen if I go back. They're going to be petty. They're going to fire me for uh, he he didn't give a test. Uh, you're supposed to give seven tests. He gave six tests. He forgot to give the seventh one within the whatever. Just they'll find something silly like that mm-hmm. where they could enforce a, a weird rule. And I think I think that would happen. And then if your, I got your fired, concern is that you'll be under a microscope for any fireable offense that could get on you. Absolutely. 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 Well, already, oh, I didn't know if you're going to say anything, Connor. So I was just going to be silent for a second. No, just uh, I was thinking of our uh, friend, Coach Kennedy. I believe he's going back to work uh, this month or next month. Uh, Jonathan, if you haven't heard of Coach Kennedy, he was removed, fired wrongfully from his school uh, when he was coaching, coaching high school football. Coach yeah, Kennedy? Yeah. Yep. 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 So he's, he's won that lawsuit and he's going back to school and he's going to see how that goes. So I'm kind of curious. <laughs> oh, I think it's been a bit more time for, for him. And his yeah. School. I was going to say, uh, yeah. Cause Kennedy's been gone. Um, he's been gone like seven years at this point. So like, it's mm-hmm. been a while. Um, and I hope you don't have the, the same way... experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but his but his his went through a whole lot more though of like he had to go all the way up to the supreme court and so hopefully you don't have to go all the way up to the supreme court and it doesn't take that long and you'll be able to let's say i go to the first level court and i win the judge says jonathan you know he's telling the truth favor in favor jonathan the school board can appeal it and it goes to another court um, if that judge rules in my favor, I think they can appeal it again. But I think what's so unique about my case is everything that I'm claiming it's on video and it's like, it's not, it's right. not even questionable. Like you need our permission to go vote in an election. Like you can't prevent somebody from voting. So wait, did they actually say that? Yeah. I think that one's on my um, Instagram. What, what type of election are, are we talking about here? School elections or no no voting election like uh, it doesn't matter which election though that's the thing it doesn't matter what the election is government i asked them specifically like if we had to vote on a new law for our government locally i gotta ask y'all permission to go into the school building where i vote my polling place like yeah you gotta ask permission i'll check on that for. oh my gosh so these guys are just total jerks they're gonna their day's coming like it's you know the court justice will be served. That's why we have the legal system. It takes forever. I hope it happens quickly. And uh, yeah, that's it. I hope Are those videos all online or oh my God. Not not all of them? But no, there's some on my page that are online. Um, I posted maybe two or three where it's it's like accumulation of videos, mm-hmm. and um, those can be seen on my Instagram page. Those are fun to watch. So if people want to find uh, what you've been up to, learn a little bit more about your case, they can they can go to your Instagram, and, and that's a good, good so if source. You wanna, if you want to learn about the case, you can Google Jonathan Copel versus St. Tammany Parish School Board. 
And that's going to bring up the lawsuit and then any other public documents that are out there floating around. Um, that'll be lawsuit stuff. If you want to just see what I'm up to, yeah, at Jonathan Corporal on Instagram and Twitter, at Real Jonathan Corporal on Facebook. I'm um, I'm taking a break from posting and being online as much right now, so I'm not going to be posting as frequently. But I mean, I'm still I'm still around. Awesome. I think that's like a good, that's like a good wrap there. Yeah, Connor, what do you think? Fantastic closing, Jonathan. You know, we wish you well. Uh, waiting this out. You said that you're going back to trial or you're going to trial uh, September August. or August? August, yeah. August. Well, we wish you well and we'll have to definitely follow up and see how it, uh, how it starts off for you. Um, looking forward to seeing that, that video evidence presented in case that, that, that'll be fun. Same. That'll be really cool. Awesome stuff. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Jonathan, thanks so much. Thank you for coming on and talking with us about this. We appreciate it. 